0: Welcome to Conversations with Tita and Tiffany. Today we are going to talk about the bias (laughs) when it comes to media, pertaining to white media, um, that affects all of us, whether we're aware of it or not. And it's in particular to an article that Tita has read and Me Being Me read most of it I did read it Tita I did Um, did. she's a researcher she's such a good researcher and um sends me a lot of articles and then we come back and we talk about it Um, yes and it reminded me of uh, an experience I had a couple of years ago when I was back in Australia so I think it's a really good um conversation to have oh I need to turn that off because that's going to be annoying um but as you know if you if this is the first uh episode show that you've ever joined us Tita Mm -hmm. and I started this podcast back in 2018 we took Mm -hmm. a break and we picked it back up in 2020 yes Mm i was gonna say 2019 but 2020 and this is where we come together just to have, not just to have, but to have real, raw, honest conversations, conversations. about a Black girl. Not about a, well, yes, about a Black hey. girl. Was last episode. Black- episode about you. Yeah.
1: Last episode was about, about a Black girl named Tita, but yes. But <laughs> we come together as a Black woman, and white girl, and we talk about Racism, we talk about oppression, period, because sometimes um, sexism comes into play and mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe um, ageism and different things. So we talk about oppression, but our, our premise is really dismantling um, racism and the systems that um, what keep racism prevalent, yeah. behaviors, conditions, yeah, all that.
0: All that stuff. And so we come through the lens of our own experiences, Tita's lens, my lens, um, being uh, not born of this country but of white skin and from a country that has its own challenges around racism against our Indigenous yeah. people and other people actually. Um, so I feel like although we talk about race relations in the USA, a lot of what we talk about pertains to um different countries, but the system here, the way it's been built on specifically slavery is something that's um, near and dear to a lot of our conversations as well, the system itself. And as you will see, when you go on the journey with us, that we are learning as we go as well. So we're really transparent about our evolution um, through these conversations too. So. Tita, do you want to share a little bit about this article? What's it about? And then um, how it affected you when you started to research and read it?
1: Well, when I saw the article, um, it's called, It's White People. yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the premise is talking about journalism, right? And media, how a lot of journalism and media is not objective. It's still very biased because um, it talks about like we hear a lot about um, and I have it here to reference to make sure that I'm accurate in what I'm reporting. <laughs> um, it talks about like, because it says, you know, it's saying that there's nothing wrong with discussing black voters or Hispanic neighborhoods and Native American culture. And so basically, why is the media afraid to mention whiteness? Mm. Um, because you don't really hear them ever talking about whiteness.
0: Yeah, and- they don't they don't say a Caucasian, well, they do, but it's such a different spin on it when you know there's someone that's attacked someone or killed someone or gunned a school down. You know, mm-hmm. we, we see that a lot around the the sway between if it's a white man, woman. Or, or black man the differences mm-hmm. in perception that's portrayed like he was ha- what was the latest one? well the last couple of latest ones where there's been um shootings like he was having a bad day or he was oh yeah men- or like, like mental illness. mental dis- illness yeah. but if it's a black mm-hmm. man it's you know it's it's a black man so therefore it's bad and yeah he doesn't get any leeway at all so yeah yeah
1: it's on the Therefore, purpose of Therefore, we're not surprised.
0: What it is. Exactly,
1: the tone because, yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 because, yeah, exactly. So what's interesting in this um, article, because it really the reason why it was written, it really t- came down from the mask mandates. Mm. The people who are against the mask mandates.
0: Yeah.
1: Are... When you look at statistically and when you really look at the polls and when you look at the media, even though you don't hear it, it's white people who are against the mask mandate. So that's where this whole
0: predominantly people white told, people,
1: yeah. predominantly white people, because it's like, why isn't that being told? Like, why? Why? What? What's the problem of bringing up that the white race doesn't want to? wear the mask and the reason why it was saying that is because it's easy like it says here it's comparatively easy to find out what black people have been up to lately after black protest protesters ignited a racial reckoning which we actually know wasn't a reckoning but black voters said hold up I love how they said that hold up and unleash the voting powers in the 2020 election right and that the black people focused on um, distressing, and they also had their focus on um, when Black people were like distressing the vaccine, mainly in the beginning, because you know, Tuskegee, right? So there was a whole reason why there was that distrust. Um, and it went on to basically, you know, just talking about like um, how Asians, Americans were fighting hate crimes and worrying about, you know, COVID 19 reports. So I like how it says here, immediately the media is doing a better job covering these issues. So it's bringing some of these racial issues to light. Okay, so that's, that's okay. That's great, right? Yeah. But is that really the gold standard for American journalism? Because there's never any talk about what the white race is doing, what's happening in the white neighborhoods. We know what happens in the black neighborhoods. We know what happens in Hispanic neighborhoods, but what's really happening in the white neighborhoods. Nothing's really talked about happening in the white. As a race, right? Like as a race. As
0: a race. Whiteness Um, is spoken about.
1: And then there is this, there's this good quote um, that I wanted to make sure that I covered. Oh, Oh, and I thought this was interesting. If you Google, I haven't done it, but this is what the article saying. So people, maybe since this article's been out, sometimes when articles come out, then people change things. So if you go Google and it's different, that's because this article initiate that. And yes, it's, the article comes from a Black um, publication. So again, yeah, the Blacks are, tend to initiate things. But it says, if you Google Black vote, you get stories about African-American voters. Do the same with white vote. And most of the results are about all voters. Well, why is that? Why can't we understand what white voters want, or desire, or situations? You know what I'm saying?
0: Why? Why don't
1: Why don't we know about them?
0: Yeah. So it's basically my um, uh, summary of the article is talking about how things.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, do you? you, No, because there's one. Cool,
1: one good point, and then we can go into the conversation if, if that's okay. Yeah, no, go, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This, is what, this is what I really liked about. Um, this insidious but invisible phenomenon is pervasive throughout the news and media outlets charged with writing the first draft of history. Although they pride themselves on the Caucasian created mythology of journalistic objectivity, the American storytelling machine has collect, collectively decided that whiteness is synonymous, synonymous to humanity. So what does that mean? All the other races are subhumans. They're lesser than, are they well, considered humans in there? But that's, but I, I'm yeah. just reading like, because the thing is, if, and it says here, every black writer journalist can tell you a story about when they were accused of race baiting or being divisive. White journalists don't have to face that same critique, not because they don't talk mm-hmm. about race, but because they almost never talk about the white race. White people are, are just people, right? I mean, just people. The concept has become so, come, become so accepted that the, the utter, utter mention of white people is not just unnecessary. It's considered the divisive. So that's... Um, interesting because again when you talk about a lot of these uh protesting against the mass mandate are white people but we're not hearing white people and even the Capitol um riot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't it wasn't saying that there were more white people yeah it it wasn't saying that there are white people it was like republicans or upset people or people who just don't want the lection stolen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think, so I I think it's a really interesting article because I do think we live in a society where um, there's otherism, right? Where there's, there's segregation and segmentation. And when they're talking about different populations of culture, um, they segment out the black race, the Hispanic race, less I think the Asian race, and then everything else is just everything else, right? So it's just like everything else is what is, but then there's this differentiation between you know the black people didn't were anti oh hang on were anti um were uh, anti vaccination. And then when, like you said, the article talks about, it starts with people that are anti-mask wearers and they don't talk about whites or white people as being the, the majority of those people. It's just not talked about. I think it's a really valid article that I've only just in recent years thought about myself because being white, I look through that lens all the time I think the other thing, too, is that like a lot of um, most, it well, I'm generalising here, I don't know for sure, but the majority of journalists are white. Like the the ones that are at the Fox News or even the C- CBS or whatever, the, the majority and they're mm-hmm. white-owned. So it's always mm-hmm. coming through that lens of us and then the mm-hmm. other My thing was, like, when I read the article was my frustration is, and again, we've spoken about this before, but why do we have to be so divisive? Why does there have to be separation? I get that there is separation because you live in, in a different world than I do let's face it you have different challenges and there's different cultural differences and there's different experiences that you have same with Hispanics same with Asians those sorts of things but the more that we do the othering the more divisive we become so what can we do to talk about like even if we talk about the the wage gap right like the 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 wage gap There's white women, there's black women get paid less, and there's Hispanic women get paid even less. Like, I do believe that that needs, um, uh, what's not, is it separation or um, showing the differences between those things? But where do you draw the line between pointing the finger between differences? Like, it's so. complex when so many well i think the media i don't i don't think all people want to create like this divisiveness of separation of like black people do this or say this or do that which is not often not entirely true when i think about the um recently someone in the government because you know me i'm bad with names pointed out something do you know the article the video i saw it's ridiculous. Um, uh, someone pointed out that um, apparently Black people were the ones that were um, predominantly the ones that were anti-mask uh, wearing or anti-vaccine wearing, which is entirely not <laughs> true, yeah. right? Yeah. It, was a, it was a white person. But what does it matter who the majority is? unless it's backed by information as to why, which you and I have talked about before, as to why that is. Like we did a whole show on why Black people were more hesitant to take the vaccine because of the system, because of um, uh, the whole story around- Because
1: of a government program that it, misused it, their trust by, you know, actually dump sticking them with Bad stuff, right? Sticking them with hey, stuff, you know. I can't, guinea I mean, pigs. yeah. Oh, guinea, guinea pigs, pigs um, Harriet with, Tubman. Uh, the story of Harriet, uh, Tub- what, yeah. was the, what was the oh my god? I'm spacing on syphilis, yes, yeah. yeah syphilis. And then also
0: the woman that helped cure um, Harriet Tubman, she was used as a guinea pig and not um, commended or given any um uh, given any credit at all for. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so I, I agree with the article and I also got frustrated at the same time because I'm like, okay, that's a really valid, good point. But then there's the finger pointing of it's the white people. So how do we get away from it's the white people? No, it's the black people. No, it's the Hispanic people. No, it's the white people. It's the black people. And my answer to myself was, well, one, you and I talk about this, start with me. So stop doing it myself, be aware of it. But two, call people out on it. And I think that's what this article Article is doing it. He's doing it, it's doing it, but it's doing it to a predominantly black audience.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Because that's, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so therefore it creates more divisiveness. Mm -hmm. So how do we...
1: Right, girl, if if we were able to solve that, I think (laughs) that the, I mean, I think God would actually come to earth (laughs) and be like, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't think that's, because you got to look, because there's, there's so many historical reasons why there is, right? Member segregation, Blacks weren't involved with certain things were left out. So then they had to create their own um, situation. And create their own identity within a uh, oppressed society. And so we've been able to do that really well, to be honest. And um, and I think that's part of, yes, the challenge to this day is because there are some white people who are looking at what black people are doing and like, saying they're doing it really well. But I think until it gets to a place where, where we can look at each other with commonality of the beauty of the different the rainbow you know i know that's a cliche but of the rainbow right of of race of color of ethnicity and so forth until there's appreciation for that and the beauty of wanting to um you know intermingle where we understand the different ethnicities and appreciate because i don't think we want one whole one 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 whole way to live right yeah, I think that, yeah. I, I think it's nice to have the different varieties but it's like we can be more unified in a way to where we are not being divisive right but yeah. until I mean and I, I'm just keeping it a hundred you know until white people can, Get to a place where they are not conditioned to um, think or feel. Think I don't even know what the right word is. It's superior. It's we're, we're going to be face up against this, and I keep I say this all the time. Capitol Hill, Capitol Hill needs a, a overall. We have white men in positions there for centuries. <laughs> Well, not centuries. But you know what I'm saying, they've been there for decades, right? And... Probably centuries. <laughs> you know, they've been there for decades. So nothing... But white like, men have been in leadership for centuries. Decades, oh. centuries, yeah. And yeah. so until yeah. that flips on its head, we're going to still have these challenges, right? Sorry. Because Sorry,
0: keep going. You know,
1: and I also think, I mean... It's hard because I think some white people are starting to see like, cause remember I bring this up to my favorite word, bamboozled. They were bamboozled because history lied to them <laughs> at the end of the day. And a lot of them are kind of now starting to understand that and realize that, but then you still have a whole generation of folks who just, it's easier just to still be privileged in a way to where because they really don't have to care, you know. You know what I mean? But yeah. if it got to a point where they had to care, if their if their livelihood started being, um, I guess what um, question or their livelihood started to be um, become a scarcity. If you know they experienced some sort of scarcity or something as a whole, then maybe things would change. But if you don't have any. If there's nothing that is going to um, hurt you or nothing that is going to diminish your livelihood, then are you do I mean as a human being, do you change anything? I don't know. I don't know. This is just questions. I don't know. Yeah. Because I'm not white, so I can't I can't even comprehend or fathom like oppressing. And you know what I mean I can't comprehend of like what that shift would be like because I I I've, I've, I've never experienced some of the privileges that some of the white people that I know have I, I just know that I've experienced <laughs> racism and oppression in my daily walks and in my mind thinking like you know if I'm gonna go look at this house or if I'm gonna rent this apartment I've literally had these experiences like okay are they going to be okay with me being black like so I don't even know how, to be like in certain things, like just walk in and be like, not have to think like, okay, there could be a little situation because of the color of my skin. So I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know if you're white, if it's like, hey, you know what? I'm not oppressed. I'm privileged. Yeah, I know there's some other races who have a hard time. Okay, yeah, I do feel bad for them, but I'm just going to keep going about the way that I live. And if that's the case, then Tiffany, we're gonna keep having divisiveness.
0: <laughs> well, again, I think it depends on the white the white person. Like, you know, you have outright racism yes. people, and you have right. white people that are just oblivious and don't care and, and don't you have care. White people that care a little bit, and then you have white people that care a lot and want to make a difference. I think, mm-hmm. you know, if we go back to the article, it's keeping it's keeping. Journalists, one accountable, but we live mm-hmm. in a space and a time where we can create our own news, and we need to be mindful of that as well. And I think there's some people that are doing some really great things, like us, that are bringing things to the forefront, that are helping people be more aware, be more educated on the systems that take place. I think when it comes to to divisiveness, we need to be really mindful of othering each other whites versus black blacks versus white whites versus hispanics asians versus blacks whatever it is like the more we separate the more we separate
1: but that's the media doing that because us but you can go to a black event outing a a white person and we'll be like come on in
0: no I know that I realize <laughs> that. I've experienced that like, yeah I whereas the other way strange. around
1: it's not the same though. generally
0: a very very mm-hmm. welcoming because they know what it's like to be ostracized mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. oppressed so therefore they don't want other people to feel like that and mm-hmm. I think there's extremes across all of it yes there was a movie that I watched last night that I think is really relevant to what we're talking about um called again I've forgotten it um I wrote it down called the best of enemies the best of enemies on Netflix and it it, it's based on a true story and it is such an incredible story about two people or uh, actually a town that's totally divided black white and the head of the KKK who's openly the head of the KKK and a black woman that is just on an incredible mission to make a difference and she is outspoken she's an angry black woman which we spoke about because she's got every reason to be angry and then um, i won't give the whole storyline away because it's really important movie to watch and it's part piece of history um where these two people from different worlds from different experiences were able to find a common ground they'll be they were able to um predominantly led by this Black woman, by the way, and a Black um, facilitator, which I think is important to mention, um, that they find that despite their colour and their race and their differences, they could find a common ground. They could -hmm. could find a commonality in their challenges. And so um, minds were changed. Some weren't, but the most prominent mind was changed and changed his whole life. And they went, they went along to do incredible work together. And I think it's that, I think it's as human beings, there's so many differences in each and every one of us. And there's a lot of commonality as well. And if we can find that commonality, and this is why Mm -hmm. I think women are so paramount to making this change because um, white women at the very least, know what it's like to be oppressed. Mm -hmm. So there's some relativity of relation that they can relate to when it comes to black oppression, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Most white women, some white women, as we know, are in total denial and voted for Trump. But anyway, but I think it's that commonality of like, let me see what it's like to walk in your shoes for a second if I can just envision myself there or you know um I want my child to have a good education like I want and and then so that there's that commonality and then I do think to your point like it's holding the media or people accountable to their ignorance to their um maybe blatant racism or to their um questioning their own ideals of what's right and what's wrong. And then so last night when I was watching this movie, he talks about why he became a member of the KKK. And ultimately it was because, again, I'm going to give a little bit away here, but it's important. He wanted to belong to something. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Bad or good, it gave him a sense of belonging, which ultimately as human beings, that's what we want. We want to belong. We want to feel loved. We want to be a part of something. And that's where gangs derive too from. Exact. That's exactly what Tim said. Exa- right. But, but it's a different, but yeah. 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 But have it, a right. And then it's and like, that. you're right. Like hate fuels mm-hmm. hate. If, mm-hmm. if that's all what you've learned, that's mm-hmm. what you continue to learn. Again, um, we were watching something this morning on, um, on uh, Goldcast about this amazing black man that befriended, that was on death row, that befriended someone else that was on death row, a white man that was in the KKK. And he said, all I knew, his his um, father was the head of the KKK. He said, all I knew was hate. That's mm-hmm. what I grew up growing mm-hmm. up to know. It took him to go to prison to be befriended by a black man again there's a commonality here around i think black black people's expansiveness of willingness to love mm-hmm. and accept mm-hmm. um despite mm-hmm. um that the man died saying something along the lines of um, it was an interview by Oprah Winfrey. I'll see if I can find it and put it in the show notes. But um, the man, the, the white man, the KKK guy, the other guy that got to death row got let out. Um, but because um, he was wrongly accused, black man. Um, he said, I grew up with only knowing hate in my heart and the people that I hated taught me how to love. Like it made me cry when I was, wow. To yeah. Yeah. It... Mm-hmm. Open hearted. They found a commonality, both in prison, mm-hmm. both oppressed, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's something about f- taking a little bit of an inch or a millimeter into finding a commonality. And I think that's where the divisiveness gap can close. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It is finding that commonality, right? It's finding that commonality, commonality of how you can be united, right? As 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 the human race, but appreciate and acknowledge all the different elements and layers of the human race. Yeah. Right. But like and you, you made a good point. that that, that's what i'm saying like the just like we talked about last week there is this internalized racism that does transpire amongst um black and they can get passed down to their children right well it's the same thing with whites there's this internalized racism towards blacks or hatred like the guy that was on death row towards blacks and so their family that's just they're just that's what they know. That's what they've learned. It's learned. Racism's yes. learned. But it's but then it it just but then but then when you really really think about it, you're like, okay, so we know that America. Well, America was built on slaves. At the end of the day, right? So there was slavery in America, four hundred something years ago, and then all these different systems and once they were free they weren't really free you know mm-hmm. and all these other um systems in place to just keep them below or at least suppress even though they weren't quote unquote you know slaves anymore and then just even up till now you know we have police officers that you might as well some of them you can just say put a white sheet over them just like with george Floyd situation right so but the point I'm making is when you had slavery 400 something years ago, when those, even our founding founders, <laughs> I'm sorry um, to say, but you know, they had slaves and they did certain things that um, now when we can look at and be like, wow, that was very, um, that was violent. That was brutal. But they were quote unquote, the founding fathers, correct? So my my thing is, with it being so long ago but this is 2021 and we're still having this conversation where does the shift really transpire like when when does that hatred then now i'm not saying that like you said not all white people might be the diehard kkk like the guy on death row but even if you don't care that's still enough to say okay I hey I'm if 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 the country is more racist then I'm okay with I mean I'm okay with that I'm not doing anything towards what but hey I'm not doing anything to shift it either right so that's where I'm that's where my mind boggles so you know you say commonality but I think we just and I and I I I, and of course that's exactly what I desire but I'm just still I'm perplexed on like. How are we like almost sooner than later? Five hundred years later, and we're still struggling. Like there's white people who still have. Is it hatred? I don't know what it is. Right to where they don't care.
0: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't. I don't
1: know. I don't know. It's just.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's passed down. I really think it's passed down and my hope and yes. talked about this before is the next generation which I see and we've had you know the the gen yxc I don't know what they are on the show that brings me hope because mm-hmm. they seem more aware and more enlightened mm-hmm. and less willing to um separate mm-hmm. you yeah. know even when I think about like the awareness that's come around like sexuality and gender norms, right? Like there's a, there's, a, there's an evolution and I do believe that he, the human race is always on a trajectory of he- evolution. Although we haven't come far enough at all when it comes to racism, there has been progress. Mm-hmm. Like when I go back and look at you know, again, the history books and movies that I watch, historic movies, like it's frightening to me to think that segregation was only a couple of decades. Yeah, my, my mom was in right? segregation. experience she grew up, up in segregation. segregation. Frightening, like it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> frightening. Right, right. But we don't have segregation anymore in that respect. We still have in that segregation, respect, we still have it. But yeah. So I just. Not quote unquote legal. Right. So you're right. Judging. Right. That was, that was legal. Okay. I think when I get really down and out on this stuff, like when I was reading that article and I was just like my first reaction, when I read a lot of these articles and I'm just pissed, but then when I really start to think about, okay, what's the next thing and what's just the next step. And you are, you and I always talk about where this is the marathon. It's like the longest marathon ever, ever, but it's the, it's the marathon. Like what's the next step. And I keep coming back to first and foremost, me, just me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think if we can start there and let go of feeling like we need to change and fix other people, because that ultimately is, you know, people, again, you and I talk about this all the time. You can't change the ones that don't want to be changed. So you focus Mm -hmm. on the ones that are willing to like open up and be aware. And so Mm -hmm. start with me. And it doesn't mean that you have to be an activist or mm-hmm. outwardly, outwardly spoken about it, but if you do your own self story yeah. and your own work, yeah. your own healing, that I brings think, hope. When I think yeah. like
1: this, yes, that brings hope, and, and yeah, that brings hope. And it's like having conversations like this, so then people can become more aware, like media biases, right? And because, like, I like also how the article stated, um, and when I read this, I was like, oh, that is sort of true. So like, you know, in their paragraph, they put like, so why don't sports reporters ever ask Tom Brady for his thoughts on domestic Mm -hmm. terrorism or school shootings? Like LeBron is inundated with questions about social justice. Why won't the Grammy highlight Taylor Swift's work empowering the white community like they do with Beyonce? You know, so it's like whenever a subject arises involving black America, politicians consult with Alice Sharpton who has never been elected to a political office by the way but but who are leaders of the but who are the leaders of the white community so it's like I think if they did so for instance the whole like um what's his name Harvey Weinzen or whatever you know like Weinstein Weinstein thank you you know that kind of stuff and me too you had the white women who were even though it wasn't initiated by a white woman though, the Me Too, right? Wasn't it? Um, what's her uh, name? No, I don't want to bitch her. Yeah, I know. I can't think of her name, but you know, there's white women who started really uh, her name pus- is pushing that. Um, I
0: know Well, oh, it wasn't it, until the looking. white women got behind, um, oh, I've, I've forgotten her name,
1: uh, right. Tarana
0: Burke. Tarana Burke, yeah, when they
1: started pushing yeah. it and when they started, well, let me put it this way, let me back up. When Hollywood, yeah, white women got a hold of it and started pushing it regarding producers and um, their yeah. experience of being actresses, right? Okay, so they we heard a lot from them, but in, a, in regards, but then that's when why didn't the media go ahead and have start having conversations with some white men? in celebrity status or whatever and start asking them what they thought and so forth. I know some white men decided to do their own like IG reel on, you know, supporting their white counterparts, um, actresses. But my point is when there's black stuff going on, you know, they're jumping at asking all these black celebrities or black people, well, what do you think? What about this? Or what about that? But then when it's something happening within, within the white culture, I think if there was more conversations about certain things that do transpire, that's not a perfectness in a white community, then I think it can actually start allowing white people to be more heart-centered. But I think part of it is too, when you're talking about all these other races and all these different elements and not your own then you have a false security too of like everything's perfect so then you don't you keep that masquerade and keep you know the um protection to have things not really being seen because we know that there's white women who suffer behind unfortunately behind their own doors Mm -hmm. but you don't get you might not get that sense because it's not talked about. But I think if things were talked about more, break down those their the the own white barriers, then that's where they can find we can find more of the commonality. But we can't find it if you have barriers up and you're not trying to operate from a heart center. Open does that make sense? Open heart center if that makes sense. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like, yeah,
1: they just need, yeah, they're not, but they're not talked about, they're not questioned, they're not. Yeah, there's terribly. no
0: opening for it. I, I agree yeah. with like when there's less of an opening for it, it's there's less opening to feel safe to talk about it. And like you said with the Me Too movement, um, I mean, sh- she started that movement like 10 years ago. And just stayed with it and stayed with it and stayed with it. And then it created traction and then it took off and then she got, you know, she was on. So again, like the marathon, it's sticking with it and creating that opening and and standing by it and doing, doing the work. But I think you're right. Like there's a responsibility I think that we all have to this. Like if you're watching this show and you're curious about how to make a difference we have a responsibility to, to, to make a change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, for some people, I've thought about this a lot, like for some people it's, it's, you know, um, racism for some people it's saving the whales for some people it's Mm -hmm. rainforest restoration Mm -hmm. or or, Mm -hmm. um, safety. You, You know, I think each of us has a heart for different things for different reasons um and ultimately my ideal is that we have a heart for the rainforest for the dolphins for racism for you know right. that stop using plastic you know straw whatever it is like if we can just bring that level of awareness to the forefront for everyone but even if it's like an inch or like i said a millimeter but well, i'm gonna be
1: real with you i'm sorry but i wait <laughs> but when you put some animals before me as a black person, I ain't gonna lie. That is, that is a challenge. Okay. When we see, you know, I mean, I'm just saying like, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. And I have a confession. I remember one time, did I tell you this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was going to the grocery store and there was a, I don't, I, I think something had just happened, unfortunately. And, uh, and it had something to do with, uh, I was living in Seattle, so go figure. I think something had just happened and I was walking to the store and I I was I was on a break from my corporate role, role at Children's and Children's was really, I, as much as I loved what I did, it was very challenging as a Black person there. Mm-hmm. And I know just recently, a lot of things have come out. So Children is making a huge shift and this is 2021. And I was there like, and- 2004 right so it's amazing how now lots of things have come out when it comes to um, racism with the organization but the point I was going to say is I was going to the store and there's a guy who a clipboard and
0: -hmm. they
1: were trying to raise money for to help these um, dogs that basically I don't know if they're being abused or I don't know what it was or they're in shelter and poor guy it wasn't him he was just doing his job and I was like I don't remember exactly what I said but I basically was like until my black people are not getting um suppressed for this or um you know arrested injusticely and da-da-da-da-da. but I just kind of did a whole thing and he was like okay, fair enough. And he actually was like, fair enough. I was like, don't ask me for a dime for some dogs, <laughs> but you know, but- Yeah, you haven't, haven't told me that story. Have, oh, I haven't told you that story. No. But, but my point, you know, my point is like, yes, we all have different um, mission assignments for things, but we've got to get to a point to where, I don't know. I guess for me, when it comes to humanity, discrimination and racism based on a gender, race, um, age should not even be a question. Yeah. It's not even being a question. So I want to end it with these, this, these two paragraphs, just to home in on everything we talked about. So, and I liked how they wrote this They're like only a fool or a liar would say, it's not intentional that nearly every news outlet in America neglected to mention the most common characteristic of the anti-mask movement. People don't oppose mask mandates. It's white people. The people who try to overthrow the government weren't Republicans. They were white people. Parents don't object to critical race theory, just white people. There's nothing controversial, controversial about pointing out factual evidence. In fact, one could argue that withholding or obscuring the most common characteristics of the people who hold these views actually actually enables them to maintain their power. That was my point. When you don't break things down, then and start questioning them, like why do you why do you um, are against the mask? Why you know why are you like against race critical theory? To the asking the white people, I'm not talking about politicians. Or donors, yeah. Asking, you know, mm-hmm. to hear really what that is. When you don't question and ask them, then it, again, then what happens is in fact, one could argue that withholding or obscuring the most common characteristics of the people who hold these views actually enables them to maintain their power. Unfortunately, most journalists never use the objective term for this widespread practice.
0: And on that note, how can they find us, <laughs> share us, like us, Tita?
1: <laughs> a black girl, white girl, conversations.com, correct? hmm Yay. Well, it's not A, it's black girl, white. Okay, black girl, white girl, conversations.com. But I'm gonna be real with you because Tiffany and I have been doing this for a marathon. Google has decided to reward us. So if you actually put in Tita, And Tiffany, you will see everything Tita and Tiffany are doing and every platform that we are sharing our mic to bring social justice, to bring equality, to end racism and oppression.
0: How about that? On that note, we can leave it right there. Until next time, (laughs) thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Give us your comments. uh, Send us in questions. We appreciate you. And uh, we're in this together. Yes, we are.